Hello Doctor Who fans across the world, wherever you are, welcome to another Who Corner to Corner podcast. My name is Paul, I'm here with my jolly good friend Jeff, and we are joined by a writer of one of the very best, that is unironic, one of the very best Doctor Who episodes featuring the 10th Doctor and Donna. That episode is Planet of the Ood, and the writer we are talking to is Mr. Keith Temple. Hello, Hello Keith, and welcome Good to morning. the show. Thank you very much. How are you today? I'm very well on this glorious June day. Yes, thank you very much. It's beautiful out there, isn't it? It it's is. really, really nice. Yeah. It's fantastic. It's a pleasure to get so, out of bed when the sun shines. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's always a bonus. <laughs> Otherwise, I just sit like Noah Coward in my dressing gown and cravat and <laughs> never that, That's the actor's life, isn't it? Or the writer's life. Yeah, yeah? Just, yeah. just uh, composing, yeah. pulling thoughts out of the air. Oh, if just... only. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> It's brilliant. So, Keith, obviously, it's not just Doctor Who that you've written. You've got uh, quite a quite an impressive uh, CV. Quite a, a lot of stuff behind you. A lot of lot of mm. soaps. We got Doc Martin and mm. various other things. So, just just take us right back to the beginning, if you will. Let's go wibbly wobbly. What what made you become a writer? What what dis, what what made? How did you make that decision? Well, what happened? Um, from Tell a, us. kind of a very early age, I, I knew that I wanted to be involved in, in the arts in, in some kind of way. I thought at first with mm. acting and. Um, I actually went to um, university and studied drama and very quickly realised that <laughs> I wasn't meant to be in it. <laughs> um, but I was always writing, and, and I love writing. Yeah. But it, and I, I considered it from, from my childhood days. In fact, I was just thinking about it yesterday. I used to kind of write short stories from uh, the kids in my street oh, okay. and try and yeah. turn them into book form and sell them with, with very little um, success. But, um, yeah. Oh, you tried to sell them? You, you had that commercial gene yeah, right yeah, from the start I, then? I, yeah? Absolutely. And I used to design my own mm. book covers. Um, but oh, uh, you know, as a kid growing up in, in, in Newcastle, it was kind of uh, when I said whenever I said I wanted to be a writer, people would sort of go, <laughs> "Come on, really?" <laughs> um, so it was one of those. It's not a proper job. Of, well, it's just that yeah, d- yeah. And I thought, yeah, I thought did, did you get very that, yeah. sort of intellectual, academic types, and I certainly yeah. wasn't that. Um, but yeah, the, the, the older I got and the more I was writing, um, and I'd show my work to people and say, "Actually, that's not bad." Um, mm. And so then I thought, yeah, well, maybe, I, maybe I, I could become a writer. So that's that's what I focused on. And it was one of those things where um, I'd, I'd worked in Australia for a while, and I saw an advert yeah. in, in the Guardian when I got back for a job as a, a researcher for a documentary. And you know, we used to joke amongst my friends when we were sort of leaving university that nobody got jobs that were advertised in the Guardian because they weren't real. <laughs> but actually, this was a real advert, and I, I got the job. And so I kind of yeah. ended up as a researcher. That was my sort of you know foothold in and how I got mm. into television. Um, and that was in Leeds, and I worked for the documentary company for about two years. And I was writing and writing, entering sort of Radio Times drama competitions. And yeah. Not particularly getting on, but you know, I got um, commended for one of my scripts, and um, then I, I, Victoria Wood was um, someone that I thought was really good in terms mm. of comedy and writing, and so I sent a load of my stuff to her uh, and said, "Look," and I was all handwritten as well because it was the yeah. before you know everyone had a laptop or a computer, and yeah. I said it was really rude. She was in under the Grand Theatre in, in Leeds, and I just dropped in a big envelope in the, the, the stage door and just said, you know, please read this. I'm a big fan, and you know, yeah. I'd love to be a writer. What do you think? I've got any talent? And uh, P.S. If you want to write back, you'll have to buy a stamp yourself because the postcard. <laughs> I mean, it really was one of those cheeky letters. Yeah, but she yeah, actually yeah. did reply, and she said that you know, um, you, you've got, you, I can see you got talent. I can't help you. 
but um, yeah, carry on, do what do what you're doing. So that was a real kind of boost. Fantastic. Uh, yeah, what didn't boost, really yeah. kind of know if you could do it or not. And then, um, because I was in Leeds, um, a friend of mine had said, well, look, Yorkshire Television, ITV, Yorkshire now, but it was Yorkshire Television in those days. They make mm. Emma Dale. It's on the doorstep. Why don't you write them a letter? Yeah, yeah. And so I did, and I wrote, again, one of those lying letters where I said, I love the show. I've watched it ever since I was a child, you know, which is a complete lie, because it was just, you know, as far as I was concerned, it was for old people. Um, <laughs> but they, they, they wrote back and says, as a matter of fact, there is a job growing in the script department for a script assistant, stroke researcher. Um, would mm. be interested. So I went along for interview. Um, and it was one of those things, you know, when you really don't, aren't bothered about a job, so you just right. you just yeah, self you yeah. don't care so what you, just, you say you just you really yeah, you, yeah. one of those interviews wing it yeah, yeah so I did um, and I got the job uh, <laughs> hey. and, and so that was my sort of foothold in drama and it went on from yeah. there I loved working on that show because I ended up a script editor and um, it was one of those things that you know every two two weeks we'd be in studio recording at the end of the final day the director would run down to me and say oh my god this episode's five minutes under and we need another scene written yeah, yeah, we need yeah. that scene now and there are only two actors and there's only one set lit so you'll have to do it there <laughs> so it was a really great train training ground um so yeah so i kind of got started in soaps without thinking that well soaps is, is, is where i want to be soapland mm. um but I, I liked it and i used to get really annoyed with people who say oh well it's just so um it's you know like anyone can do it and actually it's really difficult yeah. it's it's yeah, yeah it's, um, it's a particular mm. type of difficult genre to write for um and i loved it um so after a while, though, I got fed up with writing for soap opera. I wanted to do mm. other things. I mean, I became a writer because I had something I wanted to say about the world we live in, various yeah. things going on. So um, I kind of got a bit jaded with soap opera because it didn't really reflect real life. I mean, they say it does. How, how long were you at Emmerdale with? Oh, I was on Emmerdale for about three or four years, and I actually got yeah. booked in the end because uh, they did a big plane <laughs> crash and... Um, they were trying to sort of reinvent it, and I kind of said what I thought about I it, that. and I yeah. was kind of elbowed out. Um, so I did, I did that for about three years. It's the story of my career, really. Um, I should, did I should EastEnders really learn for to quite a while, didn't you? Sorry? <laughs> you did EastEnders for I quite did, a while I did, as I did well, that, didn't you? But I fully, after, after Emma Dale, I swore to myself mm. I'd never do anything more than for, for about two years, and I ended up doing EastEnders for about yeah. five or six um, and again, that was a similar thing. I, I, I was asked if I'd like to write for it, and I said yes, without having really watched it at much. But I, again, mm. I quite enjoyed it for the first two years, definitely. But then afterwards, there was a kind of sense of just repeating myself and repeating myself. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I don't watch soaps these days. I've, I've, I've just, mm. I've, I've got, I've got a life. <laughs> they're hard to keep up with aren't oh, they, they when they are, you know they're on so many times a week and mm. stuff and it's interesting what what you're saying there about um you know how difficult they are to to write for we talked to uh, phil ford uh, the other mm. day and you know he he did his, his start it was on Corrie, Corrie. wasn't it yeah, Paul? yeah. yeah. Mm. you know and you're you know one of multiple writers obviously and you know there's all these ongoing plot threads and you know you, you've got to handle a part and pass it to the next yeah. person and get, you know get stuff done he, he said that um you know he'd have a script and he'd have to get it written in two weeks but of course back then like you mentioned mm. you didn't have email mm. so you'd have to get it finished a couple of days in advance of your deadline so you could print it post it and get it delivered and everything and you know it, it was uh, yeah quite difficult you know thing to be part of i mean it you was. know rewarding but yeah, yeah i understand what you're saying there and and also i think uh, you know we talked about this didn't we paul 
today everything is just click of a button and it's instant it's easy but you know we were talking about even back then in the, in the 90s and you know the 80s and stuff and typewriters and printing it and you know like oh, it's it's a, a, it's it was a, totally a, different wasn't it's it it's really not that long ago but it does seem like no it's not like you'd say to say to kids now you know like you'd put a stamp to, on it what yeah <laughs> put, put it in the post uh, you know they they wouldn't know what you know and a floppy disk oh, yeah. oh know, my god yeah. <laughs> i used to work on casualty in the 90s uh, yeah, first yeah. of all, a script editor before I started writing for it. And in those days, which was, you know, it was the 90s. It wasn't like 1845. No, exactly. I'm still in denial that it was, it was 25 <laughs> plus years ago, yeah, to yeah. be honest. <laughs> but I'd um, work on a script from that I write and mm. sent in. For, uh, and then I'd make my notes on it and get it okayed by the producer. And then I'd have to, this, I'd, I'd be in um, the television centre in Wood Lane. And then I'd have to walk up to Shepherd's Bush with the script. And take it to the to the typing pool for this for the typer typers yeah, yeah, to type yeah. up the script, type and then up. they'd ring yeah. me like a, a day or two later, or actually they'd ring me about half an hour later, say we can't understand your writing, we can't read it, <laughs> you, you, your handwriting's terrible. What does this mean? But then a couple of days later, they'd sort of say, yeah. okay, the script's ready, and I'd walk up to Shepherd's Bush Green to the offices to pick up the script and then go back and we get a photocopy. There was just, yeah, a very strange Brilliant. kind of uh, yeah. world, but, uh, but fun. Yeah. Good, yeah. For, good for your step count as well. Imagine that. You know, yeah. what we're losing I was out on these days. those days. <laughs> <laughs> so, so how did you move from, you know, the soap world in, into more dramatic, uh, well, you know, shows? I sort of, after about six, six or seven years working in soaps and I, I and it was you know it was really lucrative because the money was good and and you could have mm. a nice life but I, I was working with writers who've been on these these shows for like forever and they had yeah. nice nice living nice houses and everything nice cars but they were totally dependent on the whims of whoever was in control the executive producer yeah and if the kind of executive new executive came in who didn't like the look of them they were out and <laughs> And they were sort of really terrified that you know that that would happen, and I thought I don't want to be like mm. that. And as I said, I wanted to write about the world I lived in and, and mm. make me you know, comment on it, and that wasn't really happening. So I kind of stopped it. I just stopped and thought I'm going to work on my own stuff and see how yeah. that goes. And oh my god, you know, going from earning a lot of money to nothing is yeah, pretty yeah. pretty scary. Um, mm. But I did that for about two years, and I wrote a. Um, I wrote a, a pilot for um, a, a series that I called Angel Cake, which was about um, a woman who in Newcastle, because everything I work, I write in seems to end up being set in Newcastle, even if I don't kind of wake up and start Strange writing that. it. Somehow along the way it ends up Geordie, Geordie fight. And um, this, was, this was about a woman who bakes a cake uh, that comes out of the yeah. oven looking like uh, the Virgin Mary and various miracles happen to the people who touch it or try to eat it. Um, and that went through several kind of different uh, types of uh, development. Mm. First of all, it was uh, taken on by uh, ITV, who um, they, they, they wanted it as not as a series, but they said, can you work it up as a, as a, as a TV film? So I did that. Yeah, yeah. And we were all mm. set to go with the Melda Staunton and it was a really good cast. Yeah. And then the ITV executive head honcho just decided that Imelda Staunton wasn't ITV, whatever that means. Uh, and they got, they got sort of binned off. And then the BBC took it up, up, on board and they, they wanted it as potentially a series. But then they mm. said, oh, at the end of this, you know, the, the one-off film, can you just get rid of the cake? 
well, the cake is the whole point <laughs> of this. this case. It's kind of central, guys. It was a sort of comedy <laughs> drama, but it, it had a yeah. serious um, point because I was. It was about <laughs> Roman Catholicism and about miracles. Because I remember yeah, I had a yeah. conversation with a priest once who said that oh, miracles don't happen these days, and I, I thought, wow, that's a big thing for a priest. That's to a bit nihilistic, yeah, isn't it? I was going to yeah, ask yeah. you where the idea came from. Yeah. Right? Uh, that, that was mm. partly what what happened, what set it off. But also there was a sort of spate of these things where there was a Jesus' face and a slice of toast. And uh, yeah. people would kind yeah. of extend on mass to look yeah. at the toast in the cafe kind of thing. And you think, oh, my God, that really does look like Jesus. Um, <laughs> so that's that's where it sort of came from. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, the BBC took it on board. They wanted a sort of one-off film with a possibility of it being a series. And it was really exciting. Um and that's how it was. Uh, my, my agent used to sort of say to me every year, well, what would you like to work on? And when Doctor Who came mm. back, because I'd been a fan as a kid, I said, oh, I'd love to work on Doctor Who. And they said, oh, no, yeah, yeah. no, no, no. Get me that gig. Yeah. yeah we don't <laughs> think that'll happen. But then Angel Cake happened. And yeah, it was yeah. it was, you know, was quite well received. So my agent sent it to Russell and Julie, and I guess they liked it. And so I, they, a phone call came saying, would you, would you like to write an episode? Fantastic, yeah. brilliant, and, and they say miracles don't happen. And yeah, exactly. If there I saw that they're, priest again, they're I'd wrong. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you see, you see the face of Russell T. Davis in the smile <laughs> toast one morning, and then the phone call comes in. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Now, now that there's a sequel idea for a, a Russell <laughs> Russell Cake. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, I could go for that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, we'll let you have that one. So, but before we talk a bit more about your work on Doctor Who, tell us about how you discovered the show and, and how you fell in love with it. Well, assuming you did. Of oh, course. I did. Yes, yes, absolutely. <laughs> For from the, the period between 1970 and around yeah. 1979, I, I I didn't miss an episode. Oh, and wow. so I was. Yeah. I mean, I am the same age as Doctor Who, not you know, mm. not the, the character, the show. Um, <laughs> I was going to say you look you like look that. great if if you are that age, you know, two <laughs> thousand. Yeah. Well, I don't know I what, know. what yeah. the Doctor is anymore. Does Bits the Doctor know I anymore? Can't tell you. Yeah. Um, so it was around 1970 that um, mm. when John Pertwee became the Doctor that I started to watch it avidly. Apparently, according to my parents, I'd watched it with that funny little fellow who I assume they meant Patrick Dent. But I have no, yeah. I have no recollection. I'm that, that's what they called him, was it? That funny little fellow? <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, they did, yes. yes. <laughs> when Doctor Who was that funny little fellow, you used to watch it. <laughs> yeah. Well, I used to watch him. Couldn't take you away from the TV, like. <laughs> Sorry, I apologise. That's very good. That's, That's not terrible. a bad accent at all. Oh, thank you, Keith. <laughs> um, so, yeah, in 1970, um, my kind of awareness of television yeah. and Doctor Who came into the fore, and I started watching from Spearhead from Space, and, and I was terrified. I was seven. Yeah. Like that. Really terrified, and um, it's funny because I've dedicated the book to my dad. Because he was always coming into bed yeah. in the early hours to tend to this sort of hysterical child, um, <laughs> and he said, "They're not the, the monsters out. aren't real; they're just men in suits." Yeah. And I was, "What? No, of course you don't Doesn't, understand. No. They're, they're, they're monsters." <laughs> um, so I, I just totally believed it and was terrified, terrified by it in a good way because well, mm, I yeah. kind of didn't want to watch. I did want to watch. Yeah, like that, that little bit of fear is, yeah. is good, isn't good it? Thing. You know, kids it's should that be revulsion, scared a bit. attraction almost, yes. isn't it? Yeah. It's why we watch horror films, isn't it? Oh, I think, you, know, you want to be scared. You, mm. you, know, yeah. you want to feel that fear. And I, and I do remember doing that yeah. and like peering between my fingers. Mm. <laughs> so the, the autumn, and, and you know, for about two or three years, I, my mother worked at CNA, which was a, a department. Store I remember them. Yeah, yeah. yeah and I would never go in. No, no, I don't. Oh, keeping a close eye on the mannequins. 
<laughs> do you know, I, I used to do quite a bit of work um, at Ealing College, and you know, so I'd, oh, I'd, I'd the corner from that. Yeah, that, so I'd walk yeah. in, and but it was some years after all that finished that I realised that you know the Autons came out in e- mm. Ealing High Street, and I thought I wish I'd known at the time because I'd have avoided that road <laughs> <laughs> past those stores. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then just when everyone's getting over the trauma from their childhood, Russell brings it back in in yeah. rows, doesn't he? And yeah. as them actually coming out of windows, literally. Yeah, yeah no, it was a great, yeah. great idea. Perfect, yeah, perfect yeah. creature yeah. to bring back. Yes. Um, so I, yeah, I got into a big time then, mm. and that lasted, whew, yeah, until I, I, you know, John Pertwee was the doctor as far as I was concerned, yeah, and yeah. the end of Planet of the Spiders, which I actually, ne- the last two episodes I didn't see because my parents took me to Spain, right. I mean, how evil. Oh, um, that's really, yeah. that's, that's <laughs> cruelty. And no repeats in them days either. Yeah. Oh, gosh, I know it was, I had to wait till the Christmas, the following Christmas to, to see the omnibus. Yeah, yeah, to see it again. Yeah. Um, so I was bereft when John Pertwee left, and then, you know, after mm. a week of watching Robot, it was like, oh, yeah, this is the man, this is Tom Baker. It's all right, yeah. <laughs> John who? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, I watched it, yeah, it's still avidly, but then mm. kind of teenage years came upon me, and um, I had other things on my yeah. mind, and... Um, was, can I ask? Was was um, we? Phil said the same thing the other day, and he he discovered you know girls and stuff, and and you said the same thing as well, Paul, didn't you? It seems to be a, a pattern. Yeah, <laughs> you know, <laughs> absolutely. Um, and I was when you, when I was younger, lots of my friends were into Doctor Who, but by the time mm. I was about thirteen, fourteen, it was just me on my own, and I was kind of a yeah, yeah, Doctor yeah. Who fan, really. You know, I almost bought the Target books and put them in a brown paper bag. Um, it was Smuggled that bad. In, no, <laughs> it's not really a Doctor Who book. Um, so then, I mean, I, I kind of lost interest a bit from around the mm. time of, um, after, well, due some of the episodes in I considered of the um, Peter Time series. Uh, okay, so mid eighties. Yeah, I didn't really get yeah. kind of warm to, but actually, in retrospect, I, I love them. Um, yeah, and yeah. then just by the times of the horns of Nyman, I was just I was done with Doctor Who, and I thought Tom had just gone a bit out of control. Oh, so, man, I love the horns of Nyman. <laughs> well, you know, quite a few people do, um, but I was seeing yeah. it through the eyes of a teenager rather okay, than exactly. Yeah, yeah, of yeah. course. Yeah, well, this yeah. is too. This, this isn't. Yeah, this is ridiculous. Funny. It's panto. Yeah, this is yeah. not what Doctor Who. Doctor Who should be dark and horrific sure. and scary. <laughs> blah, blah, blah. But then again, you know, yeah. within retrospect, looking at it mm. at the DVD, I, I, I've enjoyed it. But yes, um, yeah, yeah, my life took a different course, and then that was yeah, that was it, yeah. really. And of course, I, I kind of dip in and dipped in and dipped out of it uh, throughout mm. the years. Um, but yeah, nineteen seventy to seventy nine, I was kind of you know the, one of the biggest fans. Yeah, yeah. So then, I suppose then, get getting a chance to write for it when a call comes through from from Russell's office, then it must be pretty yeah. pretty special. It was because you know when I started writing, Doctor Who wasn't around; it had gone um, yeah. for, forever, as far as uh, I was concerned. So when it did come back, it was oh well, maybe it's a, it's a possibility. Um, and I've always, I'm a, I've always described myself as a, an optimistic pessimist because I just thought, well, like you know, it's never going yeah. to happen, but you know, it could. So that'd be great. Could. Um, and, yeah, and yeah. it did. But I met I met Russell, yeah. I met yeah. Russell years earlier um, at an IT. Well, I was sort of we passed sort of in the corridors at various times. Um, yeah. And then um, we were at an ITV writers party in the 90s, oh, okay. in the 90s, I think it was. Yeah. And it was just around the time that um, the Ice Warriors um, video had come out with the sort of 
you know, came with a, a, a book. Oh, yes, yes, yeah, they, they, they reconstructed yeah, that's right. episodes and uh, yeah. with the telesnaps and whatever. Yes, and um, mm. I'd gone to the party and talked about it, and Russell said, oh, my God, are you a Doctor Who fan? I said, yes, you know, oh, great, <laughs> and he said, oh, shouldn't, wouldn't it be great if they brought it back? And I said, yeah, it would. Yeah. Little, little thinking that, you know, in a few years' time after that conversation, yeah, yeah, yeah. certainly yeah. would be bringing it back. So yeah, it was a great thrill when they said, "Would you, would you like mm. to write for it?" It was kind of, oh, I don't believe this. <laughs> <laughs> is, is there a kind of fear that sets in? It's like, oh my gosh, now I've got to write something, you know, at, at this kind of level and a bit of responsibility. Yeah, I, I, always, I always feel the fear, no matter what I mm. do, whatever the project is, and yeah. I, I avoid writing that first page, sitting down to write the first page <laughs> for as long as I can, uh, mm. because I just think, oh, I can't do it, and why did I say yeah, I would do yeah. it? And, it's just I, I just don't oh, I can't and then very quickly once you started it I think oh this is what I love yeah. to do what, what's the problem uh, but sitting down and writing the first scene of, uh, of, mm. of, of that script was kind of really daunting because you're kind of aware mm. of the, the, the entire history of the show on your sh- well yeah, yeah, that's yeah, arrogant yeah. to say the entire history of the show on your shoulders but there is an element <laughs> of that you know you, it's got you, to you don't want to yeah, do you, a bad you job can't escape it mm. Mm. Was it slightly yeah. different? Well, I guess I mean even even something like Emmerdale, which which had quite a history before you were working on it as well, wasn't it? Because that that been going for quite a while. Yeah. So is it is it is it really different between something like that and something like Doctor Who, or is it the same kind of frisson? I think it's slightly different, and yeah, that there, there is an element of a sense of the history of of, 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 mm. of Sean in terms of Emmerdale, um, but I think I was. I think I'm more aware of, of, of the fan involvement of, 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 of something like yeah, Doctor Who rather than mm, the, the sort mm. of, at that time it may have changed now, it's a heck of a long time since I worked in Emmerdale, <laughs> but in those days they had a fan club um, and they were kind yeah. of a, re- a really kind of you know, dedicated bunch of people, but it wasn't mm. a huge, it wasn't kind of worldwide like, like Doctor Who is. Uh, so, they, yeah. and also, of course, I, I worked with Fraser as well and I kind of... Um, yeah, of course, yeah. I knew he'd been in Doctor Who, obviously. Mm. Uh, yeah. But we ne- and I and I kind of had conversations with him, but I never talked about Doctor Who um, because it was, <laughs> it's just sort of in the days just before the internet. So you kind of yeah. knew you know directors would come on board who I think, oh God, yes, Michael E. Bryant, he directed Doctor Who. Yeah, um, so yeah, that yeah. there was great to sort of meet them. And if we went to the pub yeah. for drinks, they'd have conversations sometimes. And I, th- I remember a conversation Fraser had when he told us that he, when he worked with Patrick Chowton as Doctor Who, Patrick always wore the same shoes. Um, his own shoes all the time some brown suede shoes yeah. and that. so that was kind of a real oh I love this story yeah. um, so it was, it was, what was it like working with that funny little fella yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah the, 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 the different shows but yes there is there was a yeah. kind of um, you, you, have a, you have to have a respect for the show you're working on mm. Mm. So, how did the idea for Planet mm. of the Ude come about? Was it, you know, did you pitch a handful of ideas, or, or you know, did Russell say, "Here's, you know, selection, take it your pick"? Well, or, I, I know, went along. I went along with my notebook, not really sure what they would be mm. requiring from me in terms of ideas. So, I had, you know, any writer worth a salt will go into whatever meeting with ideas. Of yeah. course, they will. Mm. So, I had several ideas, but actually, Russell said. Oh, I've created a nice planet for you because he remembered that conversation we had about the Ice Warriors, and I thought that was oh, really ah, kind of him. Nice, yeah. Uh, he said, "So uh, we've got the huge, we've got a nice planet, mm. we got we got a big brain somewhere, we got the humans being <laughs> being nasty, um, and there you go, just just come up with something and maybe Off use some characters, <laughs> yeah, maybe use some characters from the previous yeah. food story." Um, yeah, and that, that, and that was it. And I had a few weeks to mm. go away, think about it, come up with a, with an idea, a solid idea for the episode. 
Um, and so did you like storyline at first? You kind of did yeah. break down or you just, yeah? It was just did a kind of it? two or three page breakdown. Yeah, sorry? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and did you know at that point that it was it was going to be Catherine and, and Donna in it? No. Or was this when mm. Pe- it was the, the uh, you know, Penny? That's right. Yeah, was it was it, Penny. Yeah. And it was very late in the day. I think it was the final draft of my script when, because we'd meet in um, Cardiff Marina and, and Starbucks. And you know, there were, yeah. I was always sort of being told by BBC kind of brand and merchandising and various kind of strange characters yeah. who'd come out of, leap out of doors and corridors. Don't talk to the press. Lurking in the don't shadows. Don't talk to anyone, yeah. Um, Coming out of the contract and an NDA. Yeah, yeah. these yeah. Red, red dots appearing <laughs> on you. Yeah. It was very like that. Uh, but when we I have our script uh, meeting yeah. in outside, sitting outside Starbucks and the marina with Russell, and Russell's got quite a loud voice, so he'd be sort of yeah. you know, emoting. <laughs> and and quite you can see people as well, nearby he? kind of leaning in to try and listen to the conversation. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it is. Oh, the Uda coming back. Aren't they? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Straight on Twitter. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, so that happened. Um, yeah. And then. I think I did about maybe two two different or, or maybe three versions of the storyline before mm. they said, okay, right, just go ahead and, and, and write it now. But we kind of yeah, very much yeah. quickly dispensed with the idea that let's have some characters from the previous story. Yeah. Yeah, I can't, I can't see quite how that would have yeah, I think it would was, have worked. Was, really, really, uh, it? Whatever her name is was originally going to be in it or something was there. I think I heard rumours or yeah, some I such. can't remember her name, but yes, the yeah. character the, the, I can't remember the actress's name either. But yes, she was she, she was going to be quite down dumb. the pit down mm. pit. She was at bottom at pit. Yeah. Oh, that's the one. Yeah, uh, I can't remember it. I've got fandom up there somewhere, but it's such a long entry. I can't yeah. scroll through it all. <laughs> it's, it's crazy. But I mean, it's so. So was the um the, the slavery element, which is which is key to the whole thing, is everything kind of hangs on that. It was that there from the outset. Was it discussed between you? Was it you know how how was that arrived at? Yeah, because I well I wanted to, I wanted to, explain why the youth were the way they were. Mm. Because I remember when I watched yeah. the first those first uh, two episodes with the men, there was yeah, this is bizarre. Yeah. A race of people who kind of revel in being slaves. I, I can't, I can't believe. I mean, surely it's in every, every creature's DNA to be free. Yeah, um, yeah. To to try and be free, to aim for that. Um, so I, I, yeah, I wanted the slavery element to be a, a, an important feature of, of, of the story. It's it's such a great episode because it you know it starts out kind of. You know, a bit, a bit fun. It's a bit actiony, mm. and you know, stuff gets blown up and things. But then it becomes really quite. It's uh, very grim. It, it, it <laughs> is, and and, and it Which becomes. I mean, in a good way. Don't get me yeah, wrong. Yeah, <laughs> and and it's you know, it's quite moving. Uh, mm, you know, in is. many ways. You know, but the, the bit where Catherine Tate, um, you, you know, is in in tears, yeah. and you know, it, mm. it really hits Donna hard. Yeah. And and also. Um, you know, you got you got the giant brain in it, which you know on on paper sounds absolutely bonkers, but in the concept of you know, we, 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 in the context of it all, Works you know, it, it, yeah, yeah, it does, yeah, mm-hmm. uh, and then but also you know you've got kind of horrific bits like when I I, I can't remember the character's name off the top of my head, but you know he, he starts to transform Alpen. and yeah, and all the you know the the you know, the mince yeah. Yeah. Well, it comes out of his mouth, yeah. 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 And and you know he he pulls off his his you know oh the, he sort of peels his, his head his back skin yeah that, that yeah, was it's, quite it's, I think I watched that with that jaw dropping because it was very very explicit at that that point yeah, yeah it was you're right it's it's a it's gross mm. you know and in you know in a good way and and it reminds me a bit of um, 
Uh, do you remember uh, in, in The Empty Child when Richard Wilson oh, yes. t- turns and oh, you know, the, the yeah. gas yes, mask comes out? And that's quite a sort of infamous, yeah, you know, but I, I'd say the, the uh, ooh transformation bit is, is even I, more. I think it is because it's, you know. it's practical effects, isn't it? Mostly, mm, you yeah. know, when yeah. the, the skin sure. and the, the spaghetti coming out, which I it's, think makes it more immediate, more physical. And then yeah, it's sort it's, of it's you're so compounded well by the spitting out of the brain. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it comes. Yeah, but it's a wonderful transformation. Actually, just just on on that for a second, because another one of the reasons I, I I I'm not kidding. You know, when I say it's one of the best, I, for me personally, I really really enjoy it. There is so much packed in to mm. that 45 ish minutes. It's just unreal, and it reminds me a lot of the kind of science fiction that Ian Banks wrote. You know, where it's very. It, a lot of it is is about helping in a way. Obviously, we've got the Doctor and Donna, but there's a lot of story that we don't see, but which is implied yeah. through through helping there being this, this, the son of the the, the corporate mm-hmm. founder. The um, you know, obviously, he's got some history with who he's been brought up with them in you know in his co- in his company's relationship and the slavery relationship, yes. and he's somehow affected by them. And now he's you know, and he's sort of hor- horrified by them. He hates them, but he's kind of attracted to them. There's that real conflict that comes through mm-hmm. the episode, and then it makes and I love the the irony, the end of it, that he is turned into a nude and becomes you know is looked after by them it's almost like a, a tragic line through somebody's life yeah you know i i love that I, when i see that sort of thing in sci-fi that that gets me personally much more involved yeah, than and just it, the horrific stuff yeah and it shows that you know with within sci-fi you, you can create these really interesting characters that you you can relate to and you're moved by and you know it's not just you know aliens and big brains yeah. and you know and stuff blowing up there's so much more to it and like and, and for me you know, when, when Catherine Tate was uh, announced that she was coming back, you know, she'd been great in The Runaway Bride, but I was thinking, oh, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm not sure about this, you know, as a, as a full thing. And and from, you know, Partners in Crime to, um, you know, uh, Fires of, of Pompeii, oh, she's great, you know, she? to, to Planet Dune and, and onwards, just every episode just in, enriched the, the character and her performance. And, you know, you can see why she's she's so beloved. And, you know, your work here on, on Planet Dune is, is absolutely a, Gives her a, a lot contri- to work with. Yeah, I think, a contributor I to mm-hmm. that. I, I was, at first when she was cast in The Runaway Bride, I was saying, oh, God, Catherine Tate, but she's a comic mm. actress. And yes, she is. But she's also a serious actress because she was a serious yeah. actress before she was a com- comedy actress, yeah, yeah, a yeah. comedian. Um, and so, um, yeah, she was she was fantastic. And I think the part of the success of that, well, not just that story, my story, but the entire series is is mm. is, is her journey and and yeah. what, what mm. Catherine actually brought to the to the yeah. role of, of Donna, I mean, and you know, think and her, her mother. And uh, Bernard Cribbins as a, a grandfather, uh, but yeah, we're a yeah. great fam- family unit. And, and yeah. what you say about um, sci-fi being um, works working really well, work, well when you can have characters mm. that you can that you identify with um, is is absolutely right. Um, but it's it's the same with with everything drama, no matter mm. what it is, yeah, if it's costume yeah. drama, period, or whatever, or science fiction. If you don't have characters that you kind of don't really care about or, or believe in, um, then you kind of lose your audience. And I think that's, that's what it, Russell it, excelled yeah. at um, yeah. it, during his, his, his tenure, is that um, even the, the most minor character, if they had just a couple of lines, you, yeah. you kind of yeah. cared about. You can, mm, and that's Because yeah. I, I, I I've been teaching as well, writing screen, uh, teaching screenwriting and dramatic writing. And um, I always tell the students that, you know, don't just introduce a character uh, for the sake of you know mm. 
advancing the plot with the main yeah, the major yeah, characters. Yeah. They have to have mm. you know they have they have a life they have before you know, even though they're, they're your invention from your mind and they're only in, in a scene yeah, or two. They, yeah. they, think of the people that you meet in your life, you know, for five yeah. minutes. They've they've had a history and they will have a future. That's what you have to think mm. about when you're creating characters that they have to they live and breathe and and, mm. and if you go they're going to have depth for the audience, then you have to give them something. I mean, I um. That thing about Halpin, I, I didn't want him to be a kind of mustache twirling baddie. Mm, and so when no. he comes in with the gun at the end, and he, he actually says, "I don't, I've never really used a gun." Yeah, yeah. Because really I really used to bug me when you watch shows where people who've never used picked up a gun before start you know, gun talking like they're at the OK Corral. Yeah. And yeah. That, have, you, have you seen a weapon? Have you held a weapon? They're horrible things. So I yeah. wanted that element of, of, of reality to be in it, yeah, even if it was yeah. science fiction. It was. It, it, it has to have a truth. Mm. Yeah, I, it's, I and it's I've said this before uh, on the podcast. You know, like I said, there when you know Catherine was an, was announced to come back, I was a bit unsure, and then Matt Lucas, I was a bit unsure, yeah. and then Bradley Walsh, I was a bit unsure, and then John Bishop, I was a bit <laughs> unsure, and ev- every time been proved wrong, yeah, and absolutely. you know, because yeah. because like you say, you know, th- there's often. Uh, you know, quite a strong dramatic el- acting element for comedians, and you know, like you look at someone like Jim Carrey and how he's done, you know, his his madcap stuff. But actually, his dramatic work was yeah. brilliant yeah. as well. You know, they they are all, all always more than than just the jokes. These guys, I think. Well, look, and, look and at they've... Victoria Wood as well, who you were saying, Keith, yeah. handed a sure. bunch of a bunch of work to. Yeah. You know, so you know, it's it's. Yeah, I, I, I honestly think I, I think comedians are, are among the best actors we've got. I think because yeah. there, there is, and I don't, I'm not trying to disrespect anybody else, but I think there's something about a comedian's take on the world that they, they like you were saying, Keith. That there's a truth to character, and I think they see that. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's that, that's that a lot of that stuff informs their comedy. You know, the yeah. best the, the best comics understand what makes us human and that and enables us to sort of turn it around and laugh at ourselves. Mm-hmm. But if there's sure. an ability to turn it around and play it through yeah. with with that truth intact, then there's a lot of uh, yes. a, a lot of strength and credibility to the work, I think. And mm-hmm. and also, you know, they they're great manipulators comedians because they know they, they know mm. how to make you laugh. So if they know how to make you laugh yeah but there's a again just going back to the uh, Catherine Tate and Donna in here so as we were saying there's a, there's a lot of stuff that you give her to do because she's the moral compass throughout most of this I think when she and we see that journey she kind of understands that you aren't just servants they're slaves yeah. mm-hmm. and then her reactions how that kind of plays through so was it was that so, so originally, when you wrote the script, it was for it was for Penny. But was that morality still intact, or did it change once Donna's character became more clear? How was it? Yeah, how, how I think the, the, the morality tale of it was there. It was always there. Mm. Um, I, I, I kind of I struggled with the character of Penny because Russell kept saying, "Well, she's this and she's that, and yeah. she's and the relationship is sort of between her and the Doctor is." Um, Spencer Tracy and Catherine Hepburn. It's 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 that kind of matiness mm. and cleverness. Yeah, yeah. And so he'd say, "Oh, you're nearly there with her." And you're, yeah, yeah, you're nearly <laughs> there. And in the end of that, you know, that Starbucks and the, the marina, just yeah. oh, it's Catherine Tate. And like, oh, okay. <laughs> it's yeah. Catherine Tate. Yeah. Go watch Thank the Runaway you. Bride again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, whose idea was the um, pop art oud? Oh, image? I love that. The, that was that was down behind. to the designer because um, yeah. that was a real surprise to me. I mean, I wanted it. 
I wanted it. My, I think I wrote in the the, the stage direction that it was sort of like mm. the, the, the '60s version of the future from um, um, 2001: A Space Odyssey. Yeah, I wanted yeah, that yeah. kind of white plastic element, yeah. and, and and for some reason, lapis lazuli. I, I kind of was, was into that kind of multifaceted coloured um, mm. stone, um, and they did incorporate a bit of that. But that whole thing of um, the, the pop art, the Andy Warhol Oud was was fantastic. Oh, that was, that was yeah, it's, yeah, it's really. great. Yeah, I love. love well, it's been quite interesting when. <laughs> <laughs> so it must be quite interesting when you when you see designers sort of taking your work and getting their own kind of ideas and their mm. own little spin on it and coming out with things that is you know quite surprising and like oh, yeah, it is. I think that's, that's one of the things the wonders about Doctor Who is mm. that everybody working on it is is sort of at the at the peak of their game and it's it's yeah. it's one. Of, I think it's one of those shows where. I mean, what I was really struck by was how everybody had ideas and and that people were all right to talk about those ideas. I've yeah, worked on yeah. a lot of shows where, oh, the producer's in charge and you're, you, you're, that's not your role. Uh, and I think that was sort of a bit different for Doctor Who. I think, you know, yeah. people had ideas and good ideas. It's much that. more collaborative, I yeah, think, the yeah. stories we're getting out, more of a family kind of thing. Yes, yeah. yes, absolutely. So, how was it, Keith, when you got the call to say, "Would you like to make a tar- you know write a Target novel?" Well, some <laughs> of that came because I I'd seen that Target books were kind of coming back mm, and uh, yeah. you know mod- modern versions of the, the new era, and I thought, God, I'd really love to write a Target book. I mean, I've had so many, <laughs> I've had so many kind of things on a not really a bucket list. So it was things I wanted to yeah, do. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I'd written for Doctor Who tick made a film tick all the things i wanted mm. to do and then write a target book oh that might be a possibility so i got my agent to to contact penguin yeah. and it was one of those things where they were just at that time looking for the next batch of target books mm. which ones would they like would they like to think about and and they said oh that would be yeah if you would like to do that that'd be brilliant so yeah i had a meeting with them and they said yep yeah, do it write it Fantastic. And again, what, what was it was one like? of those things that they're sitting yeah. down to write the first page. You think, oh God, why mm. did I, why did I get myself <laughs> 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 the blank screen? Yeah, I've got to start yeah. writing it. Well, so, you, you, uh, at least we had something to kind of base it on. There was a body yeah. of work yes. there already, isn't it? So do yeah. you kind of think about okay, so how do we flesh this out now? What what do we change? What, how, how do you go about that? Well, one of the things that I, I couldn't do in the TV show was mm. have the the insight of the Ood. Yeah. Because obviously mm. there were animatronic heads. There's only so much you can do with them, and actually there's a lot that they can't, can't conveyed through blinks yeah. and, all, yeah. and, and, and yeah. physical movement. Uh, Paul Paul Casey was was brilliant at that. Mm. Um, but I wanted to get more of what the youth were actually going through and what they were thinking. So that's yeah. that was that was one of the the, the 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 kind of things I was really looking forward to in, in the novelization, being able to do that. So, did you add anything else to it? Was there things that you, you know, had to cut from, you know, the TV script yes. or things you wanted to add, and um, <laughs> yeah. anything you can kind of tell us and our listeners without kind of giving away spoilers? Because I will admit we haven't got through uh, your your book yet. We've had all of them, haven't we, Paul? Yeah, I can only uh, read so much. Yeah, in I say, yeah, we, oh, we only got them at the end of last week. <laughs> I know we're crap. What do I say? Um. No, it's fine. Um, there were things. Well, in in an early early story storyline of the sto- of the episode, 
Um, yeah. And I mean, it's interesting that you say it was quite a dark episode. Yes, it was, but it was a lot darker in the beginning. Really? Um, <laughs> yeah. There were scenes in Ood Conversion that you see where they're on conveyor belts, the Ood, and they're having their, oh, uh, their brains yeah. sort of cut off and the, the translator devices yeah. kind of inserted into them. And um, that, that was deemed too horrific. So I've sort of got that back into it. Um, and also the Doctor and Donna do more to make sure that that is that stops, that's ended. I won't right. go into any more detail other than that. Um, so they have more in a kind of... They're more involved in the story than perhaps they were in right, the TV right. episode. Yeah, it's it's nice and the, these expansions mm. and add-ons happen in, in the books and, um, you know, like Waters of Mars is... is quite a bit darker than you know the 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 show was so you've read that one added yeah i mean i've got through that one yeah sorry i i literally only got everything on (laughs) we did get on quite late didn't we yeah it was was friday friday and and um i've i got you know kids and you know so my weekend was taken up with that (laughs) but it's 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 in what it's next um and uh you know they add things and expand upon stuff and you know, it's it's great, and like you said, you've got the the Ood's thoughts in there as well. Um, that's quite exciting because, like you say, in the show, they you know they do emote a lot, mm. but they they don't you, you don't get everything. So yep. I think that's a, that sounds like a nice addition to it. What well, what were you saying before as well about um, minor characters? You have to sort of invest in them and give them some kind of life, mm. and then give them an inner life for the actors to kind of work with. Yeah, because yeah, they, yeah, they, they want more material. than just to say yeah. a line. So they I've, need to I've, sort of I've, understand. It, and... it, with that in mind, I kind of have fleshed out a few more of the uh, the sales reps as well. So their their story is a bit oh, more I was kind of yeah. in depth than it was. Because mm. I mean, it's only 45 minutes in, in on TV. You, know, <laughs> yeah. you, you can only do so much. Um, yeah, yeah, and something's yeah. got to give somewhere. And I think probably looking back, maybe the sales reps could have done with a bit more fleshing out. But there you go. But that's you know, like you say, you there is only so much, and you have mm. to uh, prioritize the most important parts of it. And yeah, you know those kind of ant- as, you know secondary characters, uh, uh, you know they're not as important as the main action sometimes. Yeah. And so you know you ha- you have to strip them back down a little I think, bit. I think it comes across quite nicely actually. I mean, again, mm. just just watching the the, the the TV show, it's like you you get a feel for that corporate environment. You know, there's yeah. a lot of um, very easy sort of visual indicators that we know exactly what's going on there you know you know the yeah. sales figures reports and mm-hmm. engineer reports manufacturing and all that kind of stuff we we get that mm-hmm. and then we get the kind of um you know the sort of backstabbing some competitive you know the worst side of that kind of corporate mm-hmm. culture it's you know maybe it's it's a little bit sketchy still but mm-hmm. as a viewer then you know where you are you know what you're dealing with and it, 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 there's nothing I, I need to say about this story actually is that um because you know when you're talking about characters that we care about and that are our way into the show and that we can empathize with which i think is there for um the doctor and donna uh, but it's almost like and, and then of course we we sort of care for the youth well we do care for the youth as mm. well you yeah, know yeah, we, we exactly, feel yeah. their, their pain and their story um but all the human characters are actually really nasty yeah you know, they're, mm. they're, there are very few of those characters that we have any empathy with and and i think the only one that we kind of do at least uh, for me anyway is is actually Halpin, and of course he's not a nice person at all, really. You know, there may be a sort of tragedy that we can empathise yeah. with, but actually what he does is really nasty. You know, the choices he makes. Yeah. And um, we've got the, um, the 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 rep character. What, what's her? Name? I can't remember her character's name now. Solana. Um, 
Solana, that's yeah. it. Yeah. Again, she's given a choice, isn't she? Yes. You know, when the doctors say, um, you know, come with us, you know, help us stop this. Mm-hmm. And then she reports them to the guards. And of course, you know, she, yeah. uh, she has to go through the consequences sure. of that decision as dramatic um, laws entail. You know, she's gunned down mercilessly <laughs> by the brutal guards. It you know? serves her right. <laughs> serves her right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, nasty person. But I, I love that storytelling. You know, and again, it's like the story comes through partly the situation, but it's through the characters in that situation in that moment how they interact with each other the choices they make it's, it's solid solid from start to finish i think that's a, one of the, the, the truisms of, of life is that not all bad people are well not all people mm. who seem bad or bad they just make bad decisions and we've all yeah. we all make bad decisions in our lives and that doesn't but that doesn't yeah. make us bad or evil and bad, I want, bad that, people that yeah. whole business with solana that moment where the doctor says come with us you don't you know what's going on you don't you, you you can't agree with it. And there is a moment where she contemplates, oh, should I? Or should I not? Um, and then she makes the wrong decision. And so I, I, it's kind of a... It's, I was very moralistic in, in those days. Uh, <laughs> but I, I, think it's, I think it's interesting dramatically to, to do that. Mm. And what was it like for you to go back and watch the episode again and, and dig out the old scripts ready for writing the book? Had you, had you seen it since broadcast? Or? I'd seen it, but it was a while ago. Um, mm. And also, I wanted to start writing before I, I sat down to watch it again because I wanted to right. write. Um, it, 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 writing for television is one thing; writing a novel is, 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 is something else. Mm. And I yeah. wanted it to be more personal, the novel. Yeah. And so, what I went on were I started off basing it on memories of, of the show. Yeah. Memories right. of the show as it was, and memories of the show, the things that I wanted in it that got, yeah. either got cut or <clears> they didn't want. Uh, and mm. so it was a balance of those two in the beginning and it was only kind of when I was midway through probably that I stopped and I, and I watched it um, yeah. and I was really I was really delighted with it, it still I think stood the test of time and yeah absolutely yeah, yeah I was completely I was completely taken by the story and yeah, so yeah, yeah. With, I, I watched it as a, as, a, as a fan and yeah really enjoyed it but I didn't, want the I, novel, just, I didn't want the novel yeah. just to be a straightforward kind of interpretation. Yeah, of, of, yeah. Of the, yeah well, that's one of the, the beauties of the stuff, It's quite nice you've got isn't alternatives, it? isn't it? You know, you've got the TV mm. show, which is its thing, and then you've got yeah. the novelisation, which is a slightly yeah. different yeah. thing. I think that's that's one of the beauties of the Target novels. You know, yes. they've yeah. very rarely just been a straight mm. copy, straight port from, from one yeah, to the, the other. Yeah, they're always more, you yeah. know, mm. which is great. So um, has has Russell read the the, the novel yet? Don't Did know. you talk to him about it? I don't know. <laughs> I'm, I mean, I, I kind of lost contact with um, Russell. I used to. I, I, I kind of changed my email address over over the years, so I kind of lost contact. And I emailed yeah, him recently, yeah. um, and I pinged back. I didn't have the right address, oh. so um, I just. I, like, oh, oh no! Suddenly, I thought, oh, I remembered his email address. Oh great! Oh no, I am. So I, I, I don't know. <laughs> you can get your agent on it. So, you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Find me Russell's email address. Yeah. I've got another script idea. <laughs> I tell you what. Just before I forget, actually, because I, I, I meant to mention this earlier. It's another thing I love about the story. And again, it may be a design cue, but the, um, the the rocket ship that that comes through. I know it's 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 quite similar to the one in the Impossible Planet as well, because it's obviously part of that same kind of world, if you like. But it it it, it reminded me very much of the Master's rocket ship in oh, the Pertwee story, Colony in Space. Yeah. 
space. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So it almost feels like, it, and again, that's a very sort of um, corporate-driven story. You know, the evil corporation versus the people, the the farmers and stuff. Yeah. And I kind of so in my head now, I've got Colony in Space happening at the same sort of time as oh, the Impossible right. Planet, Planet of the Ude, uh-huh. and all that Future Earth Empire thing. I, I love it. It's, I don't get out much, to be honest. Keith, <laughs> so that kind of thing is is food for a fan, if you like. <laughs> so uh, have you kept up with the show in, in since your work on it? And... Well, do you know, when I, whenever I've worked on a show and I've finished mm. working on it, I kind of get tired of it and I, I, and I just want to do other things. <laughs> Certainly I've not, never been back and looked at EastEnders, watched it or any, uh, yeah, or any yeah. show or Doc Martin. I just, um, or Casualty, I've not watched them. Um, whereas Doctor Who, because I'm a fan, I do dip in and, and, and out there. Yeah. So mm. I've watched it on and off and um, I loved, I thought Matt Smith was great and I really liked... Um, Peter Capaldi. Mm. Um, so yeah, I was. It's, I, it, I, I dip in and I dip out, and it's always nice to keep yeah. in touch. Is it, is it, is it kind of like if you work at McDonald's, you never want to see, you couldn't face McDonald's ever again with these things? <laughs> well, actually, it is a bit like that. I used to work at Greg's um, years oh, ago. And I, was, I worked in their confectionery factory and I made donuts. Uh, and for about th- three years after finishing working at Greg's, because you weren't allowed to eat the foods, but I was always shoveling something. <laughs> this is why my, if I had a career at Greg's, it would never last long. It would last a day yeah. before they one. find me quaffing a sausage yeah. roll out the back. Oh, oh my God, one. I was always caught eating something. Um, one for them, <laughs> two for me. <laughs> it's exactly where it was. Um, so, yeah, I didn't eat donuts for about two or three years after that. But, yeah, yeah there is an element to that. But, no, I, I, I loved Series 4. I thought all the stories yeah. were great. I think that was yeah. not just because I worked on it. I loved that. I loved that series. It was really kind of, mm. for me, it felt like, um, well, it was just exciting to have Doctor Who back anyway. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah. great. Yeah, there's, there's a bit of foreshadowing in there, isn't there, towards um, the tenth Doctor's regeneration? To, mm. uh, you know, at the end of the, the specials, at the end mm. of that series, were, were, were you in on those? Were no, you kind of clued in? No, or not a, at all. After? Um, it was only yeah. I got the script. They said, then you know, the final script, and I read, read the kind of final page. Of, oh yeah, my yeah. goodness me! Um, <laughs> what is going on here? Um, no, I didn't. And it's yeah. really, it's Again, like, uh, I went to the yeah. um, the launch of the the first uh, two episodes of series four before it was on oh, TV yeah, yeah. and mm. um, they'd um, cut it so that you, you didn't see Rose at the end of the first oh, episode yes. until it was on TV so yeah. when it was on TV you said what the hell this is fantastic Where yeah that, that, was, yeah. that was a great <laughs> that moment. wasn't discussed at the tone meeting yeah. no yeah. no not at all <laughs> yeah. so I mean Russell's great in that sense of giving giving mm. surprises and yeah I think it was so, also the first time we'd seen um, like an alien planet environment as well, isn't it? We'd, we'd been to alien planets, but only seen in the insides of various things. But now we had a, an, an alien vista. We had that yeah. snowy landscape with the yeah. with the, the the mountains and sculpture and a planet in the background and all that sort yeah. of stuff. Yeah, it, look, it looked great. It, yeah. mm, it's gorgeous. So did uh, did you have or do you have other ideas for Doctor Who stories that you would like to bring to screen or page? Or audio? Ooh, I did. I that. did have a couple of ideas for audio a few years ago, but mm. I didn't. I didn't pursue them. Um, no, I, I kind of. I just. I watch Doctor Who as a fan these days, and I'm just yeah, delighted yeah. to be to see yeah. where it where it's where it goes with with other writers. It's it's kind of. Mm. Yeah, I, I am a big fan, and it's it's quite nice to to, to just live like that. Yeah, yeah. We've been busy yeah. doing other stuff as well, haven't you? Yeah, yeah. 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 Wives and Hill, us, you've got the yeah. screenwriters thing you, you were telling us about earlier. Tell yeah. us more yeah. about that. Yeah. About the, sorry? 
about the the the, the, the screen the classes that that you're doing oh, in, in yeah, drama I, um, and screenwriting. It was and... one of those things. I was when I was living in London. Uh, my agent mm. said, "Oh, the Central St Martins um, are after a, a, a tutor on um, screenwriting for yeah. the ME uh, directing course, and would you that, that, you you'd be all right with that? You wouldn't mind that, would you?" <laughs> I suppose I could and I went along and I, and I yeah. met the course leader and I thought yeah I'd, I'd really like to do this and, and I absolutely loved it I, having no yeah. conception of being a teaching or anything like that and yeah. suddenly I ended yeah. up doing something that I loved and I ended up being a course leader on a, a screenwriting course a film writing course in, in Hereford here in Hereford yeah, um, yeah. And, and yeah really loved it and it, but it also made me look at my own kind of um, philosophy mm. in writing yeah. and, I, and I kind of that's changed as well because of um well, keep working with young people just keeps you young and mm. keeps you keeps your ideas fresh. <laughs> yeah, I sound like, it, yeah. I sound like Dracula. I want to young people. <laughs> so, so who's, who, who are the sort of people taking the course? Then, uh, like you said, I mean, are, are they young people who want to get involved in in, in writing for TV? And I was, um, yeah, I mean, the the, the film you mentioned, Wyman Hill, the director, of yeah. that, Jonathan um, was uh, had been a pupil of mine. Uh, I say mm. people of mine, I, I couldn't teach him anything. That guy just knew so much about <laughs> film. And, you know, we mature students and, and, and lived a life. And uh, mm. he'd said to me, do you, do you fancy writing a horror film? And I said, oh, well, oh, I don't know. I'm not mm. really into horror films. <laughs> if I do, it'll have to be something a bit more than a horror film. And so yeah, that, yeah, that's yeah. how that came about. And got the money together and, and, and made it. But I always, I can always mm. kind of, you, you can spot students who you know will make it yeah. are dynamic and have something and he he certainly does and did yeah, yeah. It's, it's, I just... it's a good film it's it's kind of reality bending sort of weird mm. kind of you know like you said it's not just horror there's, there's a definite yeah, i mean I, I i love stories where they as a viewer you have to question your t you, you you pulled into questioning what you're seeing yes. and believing. It's like the unreliable narrator, yeah. you know, when you're seeing something through somebody else's point of view, and you you kind of go with them, and then there's a point where you sort of have to pull back and oh, say, the, "Well, the is this true?" Mm -hmm. or do mm -hmm. yeah, that, I, yeah, I love that sort of thing. Um, mm. I mean, we it was a bit of a learning curve for us because we were kind of and en we ended up being well, the distribu the distributors decided to change the name of the film. And the mm. movie posters, they, they designed, we had nothing to do with that. Uh, just as far as I was concerned, didn't reflect <laughs> what was in the film. So people who bought yeah, it in America yeah. thought they're getting When did they of, ever, in yeah, a way, drag me it? to hell yeah. kind of thing. And it's not mm. like that at all. So I can understand why, you know, on, on IMDb, that they, they did not like it. Um, oh, didn't they? <laughs> well, I think it's got a rating of about 2.7. I mean, if you look oh, at reviews, me. they're brilliant. I've got loads of really good reviews, but a lot of sort of... Um, people who bought it say oh this is not the film i wanted i, I was expecting uh, uh, so i kind of understand that but no I'm, yeah. i was really pleased with it personally mm. um yeah i'm very happy with it yeah I, I think it's a cracker it's, it's like you were saying jeff wasn't it you know when i i, I watched um have you seen it um who's the guy directs can't remember now but uh that film nope with the, the UFO yes. flying saucer, that's kind of a predator. And I was texting Jeff as I was watching it, and he goes, and Jeff goes, well, I don't like that. It's not even it's not even horrific. I'm like, and, well, when was it a horror film? And you said it was trailed as a horror film. It's the film, trailer. Uh, which I'd never... I'd like to add here as well. It's one of those films where I just, I thought, I, I saw like the first couple of seconds, I thought, no, 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 don't tell me anymore. I want to, mm. I want to see it, you know. Yeah. And, it, and I literally, I was at the cinema, closed my eyes and shut myself off because <laughs> I thought, I just want to watch it and I'm glad I did, you know. Yeah. I, I'd like to add, uh, I'd like to add that it's quite rare that I don't like things. Mm. Uh, this is true. You know, yeah. I, I always find something to enjoy. And um, yeah, I, the trailer for Nope, I, you know, I'd watched. Um, 
uh, one of Jordan Peele's other films, um, the one where they uh, there's like an underground network across America and and there's like clones of people and stuff. I think it's maybe um, it's Get Out. Don't know which that. And don't know. and I thought, oh yeah, this this should be good, you know. And and then I watched it and I said to Paul, maybe I'm just too stupid. <laughs> and I didn't get it. But <laughs> I, when when the uh, when the end reveal happens, I was like, that it. That was a bit. Ah, yeah, it, it, it's, it's the journey sometimes, yeah. Jeff. You know what I yeah. mean. But I was expecting something different, and I think if I'd gone in more aware of what it actually was, I think I probably would have enjoyed yeah. it more. So I'd gone in expecting, you know, aliens mm. and a, you know, gore and you know, blah blah blah, <laughs> and didn't get that. So yeah, it was a bit, you know, a bit. That's of a, a shame because so. what, what I've found fascinating, and, and certainly during the last mm. few years, when I've been to the cinema and haven't enjoyed a film. When I've watched it later on DVD at home, mm. I thought, oh, my yeah. God, I've completely re- revised my opinion of it. Yeah. yeah. The, 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 the latest remake of Halloween saw that at the cinema. Ah, um, right, yeah. And, well, actually, was also very drunk and fell asleep most of it, <laughs> like <laughs> everyone else who I went with. And um, <laughs> at one point, I'd wake up and everyone else was asleep. Yeah. And then I'd fall asleep again. Um, but so I, when I'd seen it, I thought, oh, no, that was just not good. I really did not enjoy that film. Yeah, but then I yeah. saw it on DVD and hadn't remembered half of it anyway. I thought, oh, this is actually really <laughs> I'm enjoying this film. It was like a whole new yeah, film. It was. I mean, <laughs> you're, you're right, that does happen. You know, I've had that with things where, you know, I've seen it in the cinema or, you know, rented it or whatever. Mm-hmm. Think, it's like, it's like the first you know, time, isn't it? When it's, it's like a barrage sometimes of stuff that yeah. you have to need time to process, mm-hmm. which I think... Probably happens the older you get as well. More often now than yeah. ever used to. And then the second time, it's like because you got an idea of what's going to happen, you can sort mm. of take your time with it a little bit more yeah. and maybe enjoy it and stuff like that. Yeah. But then there is that thing about you know the studios and the distributors kind of um, categorizing films into a certain thing and marketing them using tropes that have very little to do with the film, yeah. but which yeah. tell people instantly you know what category it's in but then in some ways mislead you oh you yeah know, which you, i think is unforgivable mm, i mean what, yeah. I, what the yeah, other thing i found offensive with um changing wyvern hill to, to hollow mm. is that they just i felt because the subject matter was it was about a woman with um dementia who was kind of increasingly mm. getting lost in her dementia yeah, and not yeah. really sure what was real and what was she imagining it was it was she not was it was it mm. happening or, and had it happened now or some other time. Mm. Um, and to call it hollow seemed insulting to people with dementia to me. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I agree. Yeah. It's because, um, it, again, it's like the truth of the subject matter, isn't it? Mm. You know, and again, when you think of, and I, you know, when you think of Planet of the Ood, actually, you know, that the way you treat the slavery aspects and morality of that, there's a seriousness to it. Mm-hmm. You know, there's an, yeah. there's an unbending line, which is, which is absolutely credible and true. Yeah. And despite all the sci fi and all the horror and everything else, you don't break that line. It remains intact beginning to end. Mm. Mm. I think, you know, just going on from that, Thinking about mm. the, if you know, I'd, I'd said that I'd watched Planet of the Youth and felt it stood the test of time. I think with su- 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 with subject matter that's still mm. kind of relevant today, then of course that will stand the test of time. Yeah. So yeah. the stronger yeah, the story, mm. the more it has a, a relevance in society, then uh, yeah, yeah. The, the more successful those stories are. And and, it, and it's human nature a lot of it as well. Like we're talking about nasty people, you know, the ancillary characters are, are quite nasty, but they're true to who they are, you know. And again, I think that helps it stand the test of time. Plus, also, um, you know, it's a great script from the out, and you've also got um, 
uh, was it Graham Harper who yes. directed? Oh, yes. Oh, Graham, he's got, a, he's got yeah. a great yeah. eye for that kind of thing, and yeah. you know, he, he, he seems to, he seems to be a person who loves the reality of of fantasy almost. Yes. you know, mm. making it real, making it look grounded. Mm. Yeah, no, he's very good at that. I was, I was very lucky to have him. Mm. Great, great guy. Yeah, yeah. He, he yeah. Great oh, we will please he, yeah. he come back. Mm-hmm. So, what's what's yeah. next on the horizon for you then, Keith? What's uh, what, what's lined up? Obviously, more with these screenwriting classes and. Um, no, I've, I've finished that. Um, when oh, is lockdown, it finished? Yeah, oh, sorry. When lockdown happened, <laughs> um, the sort of course came to an end, ah. and I wanted to do something. Well, I wanted to work actually, um, yeah. and I ended up <laughs> for fifteen. I ended up working for fifteen months in the funeral industry during lockdown. Which was in, in the what industry? Sorry, the funeral industry. Oh, the funeral, the industry. funeral industry. Oh, yeah. crikey! And um, so I have a wealth of material which I'm exploiting now. Um, <laughs> Why not? Um, so yeah. I'm working on a pilot for um, yeah. a drama series about that. Um, I'm doing a bit of Doctors um, for for the BBC. Uh, that Fantastic. sort of was a surprise. Yeah. They sort of would you? Mm. I got a call last year to say would I had a thought about it? Would I like to? And I thought about it and said yes, please. Um, right. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm I'm planning another novel as well, and oh, brilliant! Uh, yeah, yeah, but not 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 science fiction. It's yeah. something uh, that's sort of been quite close to my heart for a while, so I, I want to kind of get that out of my system. Um, yes, so yeah, yeah. I, I just got kind of open to new challenges. Yeah, yeah. How how what what's the timeline on on the novel? Do you reckon when we like to see it? Ooh, um, I'm just applying for funding for it. Uh, it's, yeah. it's set in Mallorca in the sixties. So I'm going <laughs> to... Some of the points I need to go to Mallorca. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Not on holiday, but I need to do some research. That it's been research, yes. Honest. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So hopefully, if I can do that in the next couple of months yeah. and get out there, I could probably get... Uh, maybe I'll be able to finish it by next spring. Ooh. Well, let, let, let us know when it's out. Yeah, yeah, I'd, do, I'd, yeah. I'd, I'd love to read it. You know, I yeah. read a lot of stuff, not just sci-fi. I read all, literally anything. Give it yeah. to me. I'll, okay, I'll right, it. yeah, we'll do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 That's that. That's. I'm not angling for a free copy, <laughs> obviously. You don't but get if one. It happens. <laughs> <laughs> you don't read the ones that are sent to you free anyway. <laughs> that's only because Jeff's got it. <laughs> yeah, well, we we only there, we, we only got one copy of each one, and we had to share them. So yeah, if if you'd had it, you'd have got through it quicker. I haven't read the, the, the paperback. It's been in my yeah, hands. Yeah. I've looked at it in my hands, but I've, I've just haven't had the courage to read it yet. Um, I have <laughs> read the, the, the manuscript several times. Believe me, right? Um, yeah, but yeah. I, I just haven't <laughs> been imagine. able to, to sit to, to sit down and read because I, I always kind of think, oh, what, mm. what happens if I don't like something of it? Um, but no, I'm, I'm, it's a bit a bit late now. I will. Um, I will drop you an email when I've read it and uh, let you know what I, I think. Yeah, we um, will. We'll put it out. So b- before we go, Keith, we've got a little game that we, we play, mm-hmm. uh, which is called oh, the we're Grand... Oh, we're doing the game. We're doing the game. Yeah. Yes. So this is the Grand Serpent's Asteroid. So if, if you don't know, the Grand Serpent uh, was a character in the Flux series of Doctor Who, and his punishment for being a horrible, evil mm-hmm. man was to be stuck on a lone asteroid Banishment. drifting through space. In the eternity of space. Oh, yeah. my God. Isolation. So um, you can only take one thing uh, in the following categories to your asteroid when you are imprisoned. Yeah, we are going to banish you there. Sorry for uh, for reasons un- unbeknown, you know, to to us. So um, let's go with one comic or book. Ooh. Okay, all right. Well, just um, got it with me. I would take. Oh, oh. We've got some people, people listening who... Me. 
Oh. Because it sort of defines my childhood, and um, I still, you know, open it up, not particularly too regularly, but every once in a mm. while, I'd open it up, and I'm completely transported to another to another time. Um, so for our, our audio listeners, that was... Oh, it was the Radio Times the Doctor Radio Who 10th Times, Anniversary yes. Special, 1973. With, with John Pertwee yes. and his, his red uh, outfit. Fighting off. It, it, it's funny, isn't it, when you have something like that mm. that it, it takes you back to childhood. And like with, with my kids now, you know, we've bought a couple of books that, you know, I haven't seen or thought of in decades. But then I, you know, we spotted them in the shop. Oh, hi, you know, I read that. There was one that was a pop-up haunted house type thing, okay. which, which uh, you know, was quite well known. It's, it's an old book now, but we bought it. And going back through that, you know, it took me back as well. Transported. Yeah, you mm. know, it's quite amazing mm. the you know what gets unlocked in, in the head of it you know with, with an object you know it is it's like it's, it's um, a key to another just to another aspect of your life mm. isn't it that yes it is yeah, bring it, back. yeah. It, it is almost like looking through that door again isn't it and mm. it's, it's all still there in place mm. from when, yeah when you remember it it's lovely mm. really yeah okay uh one album Ooh. i would say, yes i know which one it would be it would okay. be tumbleweed connection um elton john 1970 okay um, and why that? Why that one in particular? It's um, it's not. It hasn't got any big hits on it. It's not very commercial. It's 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 kind of country in a way. Um, but every song is just brilliant. Uh, yeah. no, I think track number. My favorite is track number five. Where to now, Saint Peter? Um, I, if oh. you haven't heard it, give it a go. Oh, yeah, I'll have to um, it's it's, it's out, just yeah. it's a beautiful beautiful album. Yeah, very very nice different know, from actually. Elton John's latest stuff. Yeah, I'd, I'd not heard of it, actually. Yeah, so, yeah. Because, yeah, I mean, check that Elton out. John, you think of the, the, the showman and, again, the big commercial hits that he's had, and mm. I never even considered, shame to my shame, never even considered that. There's a much less commercial, probably mm. better album, you know, for yeah. good stuff. Oh, I'll have to look out for that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, you're taking it with you to your Grand Serpent's Asteroid. Thank you very so much. I shall have to take another it's, copy. It's, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, one horror movie. Ooh. My favourite. Now we got him thinking. For audio listeners, there is steam coming there, from. There is there is a lot of steam coming out because you know I said before <laughs> I'm not really that an, I'm not an expert in horror films, but I know what I like. Do, mm. Well, I'll tell you the one I won't take, and that's the original Frankenstein, the James Whale Frankenstein, because I've, oh really? For, for from childhood, um, yeah. I was I was bought a, a, a Boris Karloff Frankenstein robot statue, um, mm. and when it was. Open the box, screamed the place down. I could only have been about three or four, and then saw tried to watch the film. And still to this day, I'm quite terrified by it. So it won't be really? Frankenstein, but it may be. <laughs> there's a film called a French film called Eels Eels I L S. Then uh, I don't know if yeah. you've come across it, and it's about a couple no. who buy a house yeah. in the countryside and renovate it, and strange things start to happen. And it's nothing supernatural. It's very real, yeah. and that's what makes it even more terrifying. So I'd, I'd, I'd take that that with me. Okay, that sounds that sounds good actually. Yeah, yeah. Okay, uh, one sci-fi movie, Forbidden Planet. Oh good, yes, good, good choice. Yeah, I love yeah. that story. I think yeah. even even today, um, mm. the, the the special <laughs> effects are still brilliant. The sound they effects are yeah. amazing, and yeah. still creepy and futuristic in a way that. You know, haven't dated in a way yeah. that a lot of other films from that period totally and agree. even up to the yeah. modern period have, have yeah. dated. 
so yes, I, I take that with me. It's just it's a beautiful. It's like a painting. It's it's beautiful. It is. Yeah. I yes, mean, the, it's the sets a great film. And the, the paintings mm. that yeah. they yeah the matchup the are mm. fantastic. Yeah. yeah, it's a groundbreaking and a great story again with yes. the truth going right yeah. through it, isn't there? So, yep. Mm, good one. That's yeah, brilliant. Okay, one fantasy movie. A f- oh. fantasy movie. Whoa, crikey. Oh, The Princess Bride. <laughs> okay, yeah, good, yeah, good choice. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> As you okay. wish. And then one full season or one episode of Doctor Who. Ooh. One, one, one story or one, one story or, or one season. I would say the yeah, talents of Wang Chiang. Ah, that's a good one. But for yeah, me, that yeah, that, yeah. that sort of embodied how amazing mm. the classic serial was at its best. You know, the, the, mm. the script was spot on, the acting was perfect, the sets were were, were incredible, uh, the music matched everything, and it, 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 it looked it superb. Yeah. So mm. uh, for that reason, and it was quite scary. And, and yeah. I, I love what they did with the rat in the new um, sort of the, the new Blu-ray. Yeah, um, yeah, oh, yes. yeah. Sort of yeah, made yeah. Them a little bit more scabby, yeah. scabby like. Y- yes, yeah, yes. Yeah. Mm. Um, so yes, I take the talents of Wen Chiang with me. Brilliant. Good one. Good uh, yeah, and you got that um, Professor Jago and Lightfoot. Jago and Lightfoot. Yeah, excellent. Yeah. Again, that's where you know guest yeah. characters who Double come act. in who are brilliant. Yes. Yes, mm. yeah, who who yeah. live beyond the, that that first appearance, yeah. 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 And now they do yeah. in Big Finish, don't they? Very much. Certainly so. do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, fantastic. That that's a good collection of stuff to take with you. Yeah, for, you, for you'd be all right there for a while, self. I think. Yeah. 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 yeah, floating in the depths of space, and you know, obviously, you'd be able to write your novel as well <laughs> oh, and yeah. finish it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you could take take your typewriter and a stamp. Yeah. You know, we're, we're allowing that. Floating yeah. around yeah. in the nothingness. Yeah, like Boris Johnson's courier. Yes. <laughs> I'll just ate my tonsils there. <clears throat> Indeed. On that note, Keith Temple, thank you so much thank for you very much on the podcast. And uh, for our, our listeners and, and viewers, when you get your hands on the uh, Target novel of Planet of the Ud, we hope you enjoy it very much. And uh, yeah, are you, Keith, are you quite active on social anyway? Oh, no, I'm terrible on social media. I, 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 just, <laughs> um, I came off it years ago and I'm so much happier. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I should get on with life now. <laughs> well, well, we'll get people to, to tweet us and tell us what they oh, thought. Oh, please do. And, yeah, uh, send it on. We'll yeah, you know. Lovely. Yeah, pass we'll it do. on. Fantastic. Brilliant. Thank you very much. Have a great day and uh, good luck with everything and we'll speak to you soon. Thanks very much. Cool. Thanks. Thanks.